Hello and welcome to the Village Halls podcast, sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Running a community building or putting on the kind of activities that everyone enjoys at their village hall can be incredibly fulfilling. But let's be honest here, it can also sometimes feel like there's just too much to do or too much to cope with. And after everything we've all been through over the past year and a half with lockdowns and opening up and all of that, I think many of us understand more now than ever before what it feels like to be overwhelmed by everything that's happening in life. My guest today is stress and wellbeing expert Dave Aljo, a writer and trainer who helps people identify the small but significant things that can make our lives better. Dave also has a strange obsession with vegetables, (laughs) which we'll get onto shortly. But in the main, he's here to talk to us today about feeling overwhelmed and how we can cope better with some of the stresses and strains in our lives. Hi, Dave. Thanks for being my guest on the show today. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be along and uh, share my vegetable alchemy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Now, Dave, I mentioned... Uh, there about people who volunteer in the local communities and, and, and how vital they are, of course, within those communities. And I think it's fair to say that many of these people who, who make up our listeners, of course, have a tendency to take on a lot in life. And and that's got to be a good thing in the main, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Um, not just from the bigger picture of the community, but from the individual's perspective as well. Definitely. But unfortunately, it's not all just positive things in life, is it? <laughs> there are those negatives too, as I mentioned in the, in the introduction. So uh, yeah, I guess a good place to start is to get onto your love of vegetables that I mentioned as, as, as a way of describing and understanding both those positive and negative pressures and, and how we can end up feeling overwhelmed by everything. Absolutely. And I, and I, I think I, I'm guessing your audience may well remember my inspiration for the for my cabbage metaphor that I like to use. Um, but, but before I kind of introduce it, this idea of the combination of the good demands that we take on and the not so good demands, I think is important because we do take on a lot of these challenges and demands in life for lots of reasons, you know, to, to put a roof over our heads or to get some sense of purpose and meaning in life or, you know, exercise to get fit or that kind of thing. They're demanding both physically, emotionally and psychologically. And I think that's important to recognize because whilst positive, they're still adding to the cumulative load of the demands on us. And I'm not saying we ditch them because they're all incredibly important and positive, but that's where. I guess I'll I'll introduce the metaphor and uh, mention a program called Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. That's right. That's right. That's right it's yeah. five, five. It's Cracker Jack. Um, <laughs> now, when I was researching this particular topic around psychological and emotional strain, one of the things that just popped in my head was the idea of a, a game on Cracker Jack called Cabbages and Kings. Um, and for those of you who, you know, that's ringing vague bells or even none at all, I'll, I'll quickly describe it. They used to have, as you know, Cracker Jack was this madcap children's program where they'd have kids in a studio utter chaos that custard pie them gunk them whatever but there was a game on there where they'd get a few kids up on the stage and they'd get a chance to and take part in a quiz to win prizes if you got a question right you'd win a prize that's the good stuff if you got a question wrong or you dropped something you got a cabbage and that's the not so good stuff because if you've got three cabbages you were off weren't you and it whittled down to the last kid on the stage, desperately holding on to this pile of cabbages and cuddly toys, hoping desperately not to drop it. 
all for a crackerjack pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they got the prizes as well and the cabbages. But that visual, now if you imagine, you may not have seen the show or all remember it, but if you imagine yourself, you're you're kind of carrying around a lot of the cuddly toys of the toys, the, po- the positive demands, things you've taken on in order to feel fulfilled, to get somewhere, to improve yourself, to, you know, pay the bill, you know, put a roof over your head, that kind of thing. They're the positives. Yeah. They're demanding but they're positive. We associate them psychologically positively. But then we have the cabbages. <laughs> and the cabbages are those more negative ones or ones we would choose not to have, but we kind of grudgingly take on because we have to. You know, it could be, you know, I have to, I hate running. I have to run if I want to um, get fitter or, or do that marathon that's on my bucket list, you know, that kind of thing. So the cabbages represent the undesirable or the stuff we choose not to do ordinarily. And so the just, cabbage- to, just to get this right, Dave, yeah. so I, I just understand. So a, a, a cabbage would be something like when people say, I don't have time for anything. Yeah. That 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 sort of thing, or or um, you know, the, the 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 I'm getting pressure from my friends about this when I've got all of these other things to do. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a bunch of cuddly toys, which are the day to day stuff that you would choose in life to do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because you enjoy, it's fulfilling, it's meaningful, that kind of thing. Um, but the cabbages are those things that you you'd you'd rather not do. Um, but you might, you know, if you're working or as you say, if you're volunteering, you've got yeah. tasks and demands like admin. I would guess, you know, keeping mm-hmm. keeping the books, that kind of thing. It may not be your favorite job so it's more of a cabbage than a than an enjoyable thing does that make sense yeah it does Uh, yeah but you were right to highlight the pressures that we can sometimes feel psychologically you know guilt or i should be doing it or somebody asks you and you feel terrible because you're not you know that sense of duty that kind of can drive us to take on far too much yeah um so the 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 point is we can probably most of us can handle one or two cabbages you know negative demands in our life the challenge is when they they mount up thick and fast and uh, or there are particularly big ones you know some big life events that are negative but i guess this is where coming back to your audience and you know not not being in that particular um role myself and just having a chat with you i think understanding over the last year it's been particularly challenging as well you know they've they've been the backbone i guess for a lot of the communities that you know Absolutely. being there to arrange a venue for vaccinations or testing that kind of thing now these are particularly important but demanding and when those cabbages mount up it's all good stuff in the sense that it's making a difference, but it can have an impact on our sense of psychological strain. We can feel the strain because we're just juggling so many cabbages. Yeah. And that's and the I, challenge. I think the concern at the minute as well, Dave, is the fact that with everything opening up, you know, a lot of a lot of um village halls, community buildings and so on had to had to close down and and yeah, they kept going with various things during that time. But of course yeah. now opening up, it like it almost feels like those demands have multiplied so yeah. much you know and 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 we all get back to it with great enthusiasm but then can are, are essentially put ourselves in danger almost of being overwhelmed by too much trying to do too much trying to get everything back um to how we felt it was before yeah absolutely and a lot of that can be because there are deadlines involved but there's also potentially the pressure we put on ourselves to get it back quicker sooner and take on so much to get it back to that state you know um so you're right we we, there's external pressures and the stuff we add to ourselves and if you're particularly compassionate driven person who wants to help you could be potentially driving yourself and taking on more cabbages than really is 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 sustainable (laughs) yeah you know yeah yeah (laughs) nobody wants to eat too many cabbages well exactly i mean yeah let's not go there with the consequences of that but the point is in psychological terms the consequences are that if we carry them for too long without break without rest without pacing ourselves 
we could end up burning out. And burnout can be physical, you know, if you've ever been through a grueling physical experience, but as vital or as destructive really as the psychological and emotional aspects of burnout where you can feel physically psychologically and emotionally just exhausted drained and motivation goes you feel detached and be more vulnerable to the more negative aspects of physical and psychological ill health really yeah so i imagine then that a kind of starting point with this is to is a need for honesty with ourselves and recognizing those feelings of being overwhelmed and recognizing that we need to do something about that, yeah? Yeah. I think it might start just even before that is, do you even stop to check in with yourself? Because yeah. how often are we so on the go or so in the thick of it that we we just keep going? Um, so we don't, co- we kind of unconsciously register that, come on, we need a break here, but consciously mm-hmm. we're still pushing on driving because we're so committed, at, you know, um, and, and passionate about what the work you're doing. Yeah. And I think so checking in with yourself is probably a number one thing every so often. Just take a moment, you know, to just check in. How am I doing? A breather, you know, whatever, you, you breathe count to 10, but just check in. But then also know your warning signs, I guess, is important. Yeah. yeah. I often use the, the metaphor of, um, you know, tomatoes, you know, when they're, when they're fresh <laughs> and f- they're firm, they're tasty. But when they get a bit off, go past the best, they get a bit squidgy, wrinkly, you know, they don't, you wouldn't want to eat them. You you can tell, can't you? And I think it's knowing your warning signs of you going past your best. (laughs) You might not get smelly, wrinkly or squidgy, but (laughs) in, in a manner of speaking, you know, you might find that you're not sleeping as well, or perhaps you, I, I don't know, you might be um, drinking a little bit heavier, or you can't switch off, your head is always buzzing, you know, those kinds of things, or you're feeling particularly yeah. irritable or angry. So what are your warning signs? If you check in, and if you notice some of those signs are present, that they are indicators to say, maybe maybe it's time to just put the cabbages down for a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so how can we deal with the the, the demands of life better i guess you know what steps should we be taking and what what advice could yeah. we be given i think it's not just to, to ourselves but also recognizing this in others is important as well so uh, you know it, it, how can we recognize in others a sense of them being overwhelmed as well and, and what can we do to, to perhaps help if it's not us that are feeling those things yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's it's knowing yourself, your, your own science, and sometimes the best way to learn those is to speak to somebody who knows you well, <laughs> a partner, yeah. a friend who you know, because we've all had that friend that said, "Are you are you are you okay? You don't seem yourself." You know, there's something mm-hmm. there, and I think as a as a caring friend or family member. If we can just pay attention to those spidey, spidey senses, the Spider-Man senses, I taught, you know, that tingle that says something's not quite right with them, check yeah. in on them and allow, I guess allow some space and allow that initial response of no i'm fine you know or i'm not Mm. bad the default response is don't just accept that because we all say that when we're asked so dig it just just not not, we're not talking about putting thumb screws and the light in the face you know we're we're just talking about genuinely caringly saying how let's have a cuppa and take five minutes out that that kind of thing so if you're talking about that it's, it's knowing the signs of your friends and colleagues but also checking in with them genuinely so you check in with yourself but check in with all of this, I think, is, yeah. a, is a key thing. Know the signs, and then what do you do about it? And I often think, well, I think there's two stress states of mind. There is overwhelm and overload. Mm-hmm. Now, overload is the the grind. You're carrying the cabbages around, the demands day to day. You're plowing on, you're pushing on, you're doing things, you're managing, but you're feeling the grind. Yeah, Overwhelm is that peak state in a moment where you're 
fight or flight kicks right in, you know, where steam's coming out of your ears, you maybe press, you know, want to press send on an email, you should never press send on that kind of thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's when we move out of sort of chronic stress, if you like, to acute and peak stress where we are feeling, not thinking. And that needs different tools in the kit to overload. So I often like to distinguish between them because getting rational with yourself in when you're in overwhelm just doesn't cut it, does it? You know? No. So what we need, if you're in a moment where you feel like your head's about to explode, you feel panic, frightened, angry, whatever that stress response is manifesting in itself, I often say three things. Well, basically you need time and space. So I always say remove from heat, um, Mm -hmm. take yourself away from the source of the stress because that will only continue to stimulate and and provoke you to stay in stress response. So wherever possible, walk away, put the kettle on, go for a break, have five minutes, you know, that kind of thing. Second thing is then use your physiology, your body, um, because your body has um, some amazing mechanisms to help you control and manage your stress level. And the one thing that I say that, well, it's always with you is your breathing. And your breathing and your stress response are controlled by the same system, the autonomic nervous system. Now, we don't need to remember that. We just need to know that when you're stressed out, your breathing often goes with it, doesn't it? Yeah. So what we need to do is recognize that actually we can reverse that and use it with a bit of practice, a breathing technique to rein the stress response back in. So what we can do is if you find yourself in overwhelm, step away from the computer, step away from that person, that place for 30 seconds, a minute, then do what I call a rescue breath, which is just breathe in for two count of two, breathe, sorry, hold for a count of two, and then breathe out for a count of four. And repeat very slowly, but focus your attention on the breathing and the counting. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is detaching yourself from the attention from the source of the stress, but using your physiology to bring yourself back down. Yeah. And then my next thing is to get perspective, because we all overreact in stress and overwhelm, don't we? So my, my thing is a silly question, but is then to say, right, is what's just stressed me out? Is it cabbage or sprout? And that's where it's basically asking yourself, <laughs> is that a big thing or a little thing? Yeah. Because how often is it, and this is for all the listeners to be honest here, how often is it that you are very good at generally day-to-day carrying the cabbages around and coping, but it only takes one sprout-sized thing to tip you over the edge? Yeah. Yeah, you're going off at sprouts like fireworks, but you're like a, you're, you're doing so well carrying the cabbages. And that's where cabbage or sprout is a silly question, is about recognizing, was it a small thing that tipped me over? If it was... Don't sweat that sprout. And then look at the cabbages you carry in and identify the the smelliest one, the one that's most problematic or pressing or the one that's really on your mind and really worrying you because your brain doesn't want to deal with that. But the way we need to deal with that is don't sweat the small sprout and get to slicing and dicing that cabbage and the cabbages into smaller chunks, into sprout-sized chunks and sweat those sprouts. Yeah, because the cabbage is the thing that's going to affect you in the long term, isn't it? Like you say, you can do the breathing exercise, you can calm yourself down, you can relax, but unless you deal with that cabbage, (laughs) I love how I'm just slipping into your terminology here (laughs) and talking about cabbages and sprouts. But yeah, unless we, uh, as you say, kind of slice that that cabbage and and deal with it, then you're going to be stuck with these problems for a long time here. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. That's where overload, dealing with the underlying overload, we tend not to go off at the small stuff, the sprout size stuff, if we're on a good day and we've got nothing else, you know, we haven't got a lot on our plate. We tend to be quite calm, composed and well able to handle that. It's when we're carrying lots of cabbages. So as you say, avoidance is not the answer. 
Um, it's about confronting the cabbages. What what are the you can get a grab a pen and paper, jot them down. What are what are the demands I've got? Give yourself credit for carrying a lot of them, and then pick the smelliest one, the one you least want to deal with, and slice and dice and chunk it into sprout size chunks. Because your brain under stress works better with sprouts. It can sweat sprouts. It doesn't want to deal with cabbages. So by chunking it down, what I mean is probably what you many of you do, which is you kind of say. Right. Well, what what do I need to do? What are the actions and the tasks? You might create a to do list, um, something practical that can make you go right. I need to do that first and that second, or I need to ask such and such for a bit of help. But by confronting the cabbage and breaking it down, we make it more manageable for us, and we can then start to feel more in control and like we're coping. And actually, probably look at the pile of cabbages and go, actually, that one's not my problem. Why am I taking that cabbage on? That's somebody else's. Because how many of us are very good at taking on other people's problems or challenges? You know, leave it with me. I'll sort that out. When actually, it's their cabbage to sort out. You know? right. <laughs> Anything else, Dave? Is there, is there any more vegetables you want to throw in the mix? <laughs> yes. Potatoes or carrots or yeah, anything like that? This is a whirlwind trip around me allotment, isn't it? Um, well, <laughs> I guess obviously there's a lot more to it than, than that. Um, but one of the things that we often forget, classically forget, if you go back to that crackerjack analogy, the kid is holding the cabbages and the toys are underneath. What happens is the toys represent self-care, the time to do the things for you that matter to you, not just from an enjoyment perspective, but sustain you, nurture you, recharge your batteries. So I often talk about one of the best thing you you may need to do is to stop and take five or 10 minutes out for you. And that can be hard for particularly for people who are driven to be serving others, to actually think about themselves. And it's not selfish, it's self-care. In order to be sustainable, it's to take time for yourself. And what could you do in those five or 10 minutes? Now, I this is where I would introduce my the radish. <laughs> and it might seem a bit like random, but the point is not everybody likes radish. And that's mm-hmm. like us, isn't it? Because it doesn't matter how hard you try, there's always somebody not going to like you, not going to appreciate you, and going to find fault with what you do. Yeah. So often we're trying too hard, but in the process of trying too hard, we we grind ourselves down even more. So I use the radish as the metaphor for that part of us that gets a bit beaten down and we need to nurture that inner radish, the metaphorical inner radish. (laughs) And I I won't go through them all, but some key things are take some time out where you park the to-do lists, you park other people's agendas and you take yourself off and do something that you find just enjoyable, pointless possibly, but just enjoy. It might be a walk, it might be listening to some music, it might be, I don't know, just sitting daydreaming. Because that's actually very, very good for your brain to allow it to decompress and to, to remind yourself you matter. And other ones are um, things like get outside more, which some of you may be doing it already, but getting outside into nature, into daylight, even on a rubbish day is really, really important. We have evolved to be outside, not in boxes called rooms. And just to re-inject and remember how to have fun as well, you know. it's um, it, It's been a challenging 18 months, and I think we can fall out of the habit of having a laugh you know, and taking time to have a bit of a giggle and just that kind of fun element. What does that yeah. mean for you? And and tap back into it. What did you used to love doing that made you giggle, that made you feel I don't know, like a kid again or a teen, whatever it was? Indulge in that a little bit because that is where you can nurture that in a sense. You're in a radish, your soul, whatever you want to describe it, you can start to bring yourself back to who you really are. You know, you mm. might have forgotten who you are in the, in the midst of all these cabbages. You know, yeah. you're just, yeah. you're a cabbage carrier, aren't you? But actually you're not, you're a human being. You've got permission exactly. to be human. Yeah. And I mean, that's it in essence, isn't it? That's definitely the key message here, Dave. The kind of people who work tirelessly yeah. for the local community and, and are so caring for those around them. 
the messages that they need to be equally caring for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And if that's something that's hard, because for whatever reason, you're conditioned not to think like that, think about it in terms of how do you pace yourself for the long run? And the long run means you do have to stop off and take a break and, and amble a bit rather than run and sprint. You know, you take it, you take it steady and pace it out and you'll be here for the, God willing, for the lot longer, you know, run of things if you do that, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, now I know you produce your own podcast called the the sprout sweater yeah and I, I would i would have had no idea what that meant without our conversation today <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's fantastic podcast and really entertaining and, and, and so that that's a great way i guess for anybody out there who's listening and wants to hear a bit more about this um interested in finding out you know some more advice about around stress and so on could could tap into yeah yeah, absolutely. And I do cover other things like just sort of how, you know, things like how do you form new habits, good habits, break old habits, that kind of thing. The Sprout Sweater is it's a 10 minute, a 12 minute um, podcast where I kind of just try to give you bite sized chunks of things to think about or do that week, you know? Yeah. And you've got a website as well, haven't you? Which yeah. can be found at what is stressedguru.com. Yeah. Or sproutsweater.com. It'll direct you to the, the podcast page. There's loads of resources there and uh, you're more than welcome to check in on some of those resources. And um, I've got a sleep program that I'm currently uh, about to launch as well. If anybody has trouble sleep, then there's loads of good advice in that for them as well. Fantastic. Well, listen, thanks for joining me today. Maybe we can come back and explore some of those issues in more depth in the future. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, help me. Thanks for helping me to understand what to do with all those cabbages I've got building up in my allotment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next door to yours. Oh, and, right. uh, and uh, you know, um, it's been really insightful and I hope more than anything, uh, it helps some of, you know, our wonderful people out there who give so much of themselves for their local community just to stop for that moment and think about themselves too. Uh, let me know what you think by emailing me at johnny at thevillagehallspodcast.com or by commenting on our social media. But thanks again, Dave. I'm I, I'm feeling better already. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And that's all, folks, for this episode. Don't forget you can get your entries in for our wonderful Villagers photo competition as you could win a £1,000 for your Village Hall and £500 for yourself. There's information about the competition on our website. And thanks as always to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, for supporting our podcast and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com. And to online book and system provider, Hallmaster, who also make our podcast possible and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again soon with another episode. So if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.